Some of us have been burdened down. Some of us feel lonely and forsaken. But all of us are here with expectancy, believing that the Christ who has conquered it all shall speak to the hearts of his people. We love you, Lord. We pray and believe that before we leave this place, we shall be changed for the better. Glory be to God. Before we leave this place, healing shall happen. Glory be to God. Before we leave this place, Lord, the things that they've been seeking you for, you shall speak. Because you're the God who conquered it all. And we love you. And we'll forever praise you. In Christ Jesus' name, we pray together. And the church said amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, you may have your seats in the presence of the Lord. Good morning, everybody. So good to be back with family and friends. I'm so happy to be here with you. As I told the first service, one of the hardest things about preachers is we have a lot of food to serve, but not a lot of time to give it to you, all right? So I'm going to try my best to be, uh, be brief, and, uh, but get everything that the Lord asked me to give to you and stay focused in the text. Turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, verse uh, 29. I'm going to be reading out the NLT version. The, the, the text or the scripture will be on the screen. We have a lot of scripture to cover because I need to teach something this morning, Okay. So we're going to really take our time because I need us to see something, all right? Uh, I really believe that if you receive this and then if you apply this, that you're going to see the power of God activated in your life, okay? We're going to take our time to see how we got here and then take our time to see where we're going, right, and see how we make sure we stay in this place. So Romans chapter 8 Verse 29 in the NLT reads as follows. It says, for God knew his people in advance. Everybody say advance. And he chose them to become like his son. Glory. So that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Everybody say advance. And then say many. And then say son. All right. So you were formed before the foundation of the world. You were formed in advance. Let's get this. You were not formed only in your mother's womb. God formed you before time. Going to go slow. I see already somebody looked at me like I'm crazy. God formed you in the heavens. He spoke you into time, and then it took time to get what he formed out of time to get into what we call time. So God speaks, right? He says, or he forms the earth mat, and then after he forms it in his mind, he then executes it with let there be. So before God spoke, he had already created, created the earth, but then he speaks, and then what was in his mind and in his thoughts and in his purpose manifest in the earth. Glory be to God. And so Paul is saying in Romans 8, verse 29, if you read the New King James uh, Version, it said, for who he foreknew, he predestined 
to be conformed into the image of Christ. I just didn't want to have to break that down, but I'll say it anyway. So what he's saying is, I knew you before you got here. But when you got here, life and people and situations begin to put names on you that I did not put on you or in you before you got there. So Paul is speaking to the Roman church saying, before you can move in authority and power and wisdom, you have to know who you are. God knew that you would be here. But God also knew that there would be people, places, and voices to try to keep you from fulfilling purpose while you're here. Oh, y'all follow me so far? So the opening verse or uh, 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 thought is, he already made me before I was here. Y'all follow? Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. I told you we got a lot of scriptures. So you're going to have about 10 fingers in your Bible. We're going to be all, okay, I want you to get all this. So Genesis chapter 1. Verse 27. Darius, what's up, man? Good to see you, man. All right, so, yeah, so, so anyway, let me stay focused. So Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. Good friend of mine right there. So Genesis 1, verse 27. Romans 8, 29 first, right? He predestined, he knew me in advance, and then he sent me here, right? Genesis 1, 27 says this. It says, so God created human beings in whose image? Oh, glory. He created me in his image. In the image of God, he created them. What did he create? Male and female. We got a little hard time in America understanding this right now. But he made us in his image, male and female. I don't get to choose what I want to choose. But he made me male and female in whose image? His image. And it says what? He created them. Glory be to God. So male and female both have the image of God. But I was made before I got here. But what started to confuse identity? Go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 5. Genesis 3, verse 5. So we've been to Romans 8, 29. We've been to Genesis 1, 27. And then we're about to figure out where this confusion came. Okay? So check this out. Now, this is the serpent or Satan talking in the garden. He comes up to two people that have been made in the image of God. We just read that, right? They are image bearers of God. God is their father. God is their creator. They are already walking in the power and the wisdom of God. But this text says this. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God. Pause. We just read that you are already like God. But Satan starts speaking to them saying that if you go against the will of God, you'll be like God. Who in here has been being spoken to this week, taking on an identity that is not God, believing that your wisdom is supreme? 
So what happens in the garden is God, the Father, makes these two individuals. They're perfect. They have all bills paid. They live in ghetto families. <laughs> they live in ghetto families, got money, but they are frustrated because there's something in them that wants to be God. There's something in them that believes that their thinking and the, 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 the things that they say and do is better than God. Have you ever been there? That someone will preach to you what the word of God says, and you say, that's ignorant. In America, to make money, you save money. In the kingdom, to make money, you give it. But we say, that's silly. Why would I give my last $20? Because in the kingdom, God's thoughts are greater than my thoughts, and there's a different system since I was made in this image. I am not American. I'm kingdom. But when you start functioning beneath the power that God gave you from the beginning, you start seeing problems. And then when we cause problems, we blame God. Your first point right here, say, I did it. That's your first point. You did it. Every broke thing in my life, I did. It, it was me. I know I want to blame. If, there was such, if God is so good, well, why did this happen? I don't know. Ask the person that did it to you. They were not functioning in the image of God. We've all thought that. If God is so good, then why blank? It's because people have what? Abandoned the image of God. Are you, are you there still? Is this good teaching? Let's go to Psalms chapter 51. Why are you going there? So first, we understand that God predestined and ordained us to be something. We were made in the image of God. Satan started speaking to us, told us to take on another uh, image, right? They ate the fruit. They started thinking themselves. They started having bright ideas apart from the Lord. But watch this. Psalms chapter 51, verse 5 says this, For I was born... What? Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. So sin gives us a desire for sin when no one even taught us. I have never taught my children to lie, but with crumbs on their lips, they would say, I did not eat the cookie. I, have, I, I did not teach that, but their natural nature is lying, selfishness, being greedy. So Christ says, you have to surrender to me and my lordship that I can give you new identity. Are y'all following me so far? All right, so now let's go look at John chapter 12, verse 49. Mm -hmm. John 12, verse 49. Is that everything I've done, I've done. I did. It was me. It was me. I did that. Uh, it was not God because God's plan was to make me in his image. I'm supposed to be an image bearer of God, but I was formed and born into sin, and I took on that identity. I started having my own thoughts separated from God. Can we all agree that that was us right there? Amen. Uh, I'll just say it's me since no one wants to shake your head. John 12, 49 says, I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has did what? You say it loud. He has did what? Amen. Me what to say and how to, how to say it. So in other words, before you post that, before you say that, 
Before you do that, what's commanding you? Either you are being commanded and led by the kingdom of darkness or commanded and led by the kingdom of light. So either Satan is commanding you or either God is your commander. Christ comes and says, I have zero authority. But in the church sometimes, I hear a lot of folks say, I want to walk in more authority. Impossible, because we have no authority. Our authority is through Christ Jesus. So when you say I need authority, what you're really saying is I need submission to the will of the Father to Christ Jesus that I can execute his authority. So Jesus says I have no authority. I'm only commanded to do man and say whatever God has me to say. But many of us have had words spoken over us that we have received that was not God's words. I'm about to make you mad. Christians, you are not Democrat or Republican if you're in the body of Christ. That is not our identity. You may vote, but God is not voted in. God cannot be voted out. All authority comes from the Lord. I know you think when you press that button, you put them in power. But the Bible says all authority is given from the Lord. Humanism does not solve problems. Holy Spirit demolishes the kingdom of darkness. And every problem we have can only be solved through the authority of Christ. Gun control don't stop shootings. Self-control stops shootings. Did you see that? And that's a gift of the Spirit. You can put as many laws as you want out there, but people that don't have the Holy Ghost, that don't understand that they're made in the image of Christ, will continue to function in sin until they come under the authority of Christ Jesus our Lord. John chapter 5, verse 19. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep pushing. I made about 12 of y'all mad. So let's keep going. How dare he talk to me like that? John chapter 5, verse 19 says, Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The Son, we read first what? That we were being conformed to the image of who? The Son, right? So we are children of God, correct? So it says the Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Look at this doing. Doing is present tense. So in other words, until I know what God is saying, I don't speak. Until I know what God is doing, I don't move. But the problem is we become restless in our flesh and we begin to speak and move before we have permission. And then after it breaks, we point at God. Me and my wife, I'm, me and my wife was uh, getting ready uh, to go somewhere. And we were just talking about children. I said, no matter how well you raise your children, they're going to say it was your fault for certain things. I said, but I don't care. All right, you can, we can do it all. They're going to say what Adam said. He said, it was the woman you gave me. That's what Adam told God when they said, it's the woman you gave me, right? As soon as we said that, my oldest came in. And uh, we, he was getting dressed, and we was talking, and I just played with us. I said, son, you're going to have to ease up, 
on all that food, boy, you starting to get a little, you starting to get a little fat around your bed in there, man. I'm just playing. He says, it's all the food mama giving me. He said, y'all are giving me this food. So my wife said, no, hold on. Now, we just had this conversation. My wife said, no, hold on, brother. I ain't telling you these three plates. He got upset because his self-control, right, what he's choosing to do, he found a way to blame somebody else. That's us in the body of Christ. We're blaming a world for doing something, and we ain't preaching the gospel. Better yet, we're not living the gospel. We engage in the same meaningless conversation that the world's engaging in. Uh, does all scripture, I'm sorry, does all authority come from the Lord according to scripture? Y'all said amen to that, right? So how is the church looking at a president calling him stupid? Which means that you're calling now what God put in place stupid. It got quiet. He's dumb. He's stupid. It's because of him. And if, okay, all the things you're talking about, God is still blessing the church. Me and my wife was talking. I told everybody when gas prices were going up, I don't care if it becomes $100. My father will bless, if it's $100 a gallon, he will send money, he will give money. My faith is not in a gas tank or a government. It's in the authority that's been given by Christ. So if we sounded like that, we would sound foolish. Because humans think we can solve our problems. So why does every generation continue to have problems? It's because no one has woken up to the only one that could solve this is God. So Jesus comes here, bring that back up here so I can move on. Jesus comes here and says, listen, everything I'm doing, everything that I'm saying, Matt, is being done by what my father is doing. Don't talk to me about what the world is doing if you don't even know what you're doing in your own life. God died for you so that your circle of influence could be blessed. President Biden falling off of a bike ain't none of my business. But the church became consumed and laughing and joking and pointing and watching rather than praying. That God, if he is losing his mind, keep his mind, strengthen his mind, bless his family, let him wake up to the image of Christ. That's what the church's posture is. We are not gossipers. We are prayers. And when we pray, we see the things of God manifested because the strength is we only want to do what the Father says do. Okay. Galatians 2 Verse 19 through 20. I'm going to preach it anyway. Okay. Galatians 2, verse 19, we'll go through, go through 20. Now, this is Paul talking to the Galatian church. Okay. I just told y'all in Romans that we was made to be in the image of God. We got selfish, Darius. Wanted to do it ourselves. We did it. Got ourselves in some problems. Start blaming God, said there's no God. No, there is a God. There's just no self-control. Then we seen that we were forming to sin, right? And then we seen Christ come. Christ said, man, I could live by myself because I'm God in the flesh, but I'm only going to do what I see the Father do. I'm only going to say what I see the Father say, okay? Paul comes to this, this revelation in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 19 through 20. It says, for when I tried to keep the law, it condemned me. So Paul said, I'm trying to really be good. You ever been there? 
you really trying. Let me, let, me, let me get vulnerable. I was really trying to be good. But every time I tried, man, I still was cussing folks out. I'm just going to talk about me. I still, I was trying when I gave my life to stop smoking weed. Man, I said, I ain't going to buy no weed. I ain't going to get the weed. I ain't going to go to the place. But I kept falling underneath this oppressive addiction of smoking and drinking and lying and cheating and chasing this woman. And then I decided, man, I didn't just, I, didn't, I know, y'all, you, look, you look at me funny if you want to. He already knows. So I ain't, I ain't scared of y'all. He already knows my, my story. So anyway, I found myself saying, God, what can I do? I went to a church. A pastor came to the altar. He got ready to lay his hands on me. He said, young man, you've been asking God a question. How do you do this? And my, I was like, oh, wow, like this dude deep. Yeah, I've been asking. That. Yeah, what's up? He said, only by his spirit. And he walked away. I didn't get no lesson, no discipleship, nothing. He put his hand only by his spirit, boom. So I left praising God because I knew it was God because I had been asking God, how do I do this? So God says only by his spirit, not only by going to church, not only by praying all the time, not only by throwing all your rap music out the window and only listening to Caleb. No, he said only by your spirit can you do this. Only by my spirit can you do this. Because a lot of us are Caleb listening gossipers. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about the personal side of you. Okay, so it says, so I died to the law. In other words, I stopped trying. And it said, I stopped trying to meet all these requirements so that I might live for God. Verse 20 says this, my old self has what? Been crucified with Christ. Glory. It is no longer I who live, but who? But Christ lives in me. So I live in the earthly body. I still have all of this, right? But what happens? By trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So in other words, if you want your image, this is the gospel, Christ died for you for him. Write that down. Christ died for you for him. He didn't die for you to get the house. You may get one. He didn't die so every time you got sick, you'd be healed. That's only a portion of it. He died so when he died for you, when you received him, you say, Christ, I'm going to die for you since you loved me enough to free me from what I really hated, which was all of that false image that the kingdom of darkness put over me. And since you loved me so much, I'm not going to just die for you. I'm going to live for you. Everybody want to die for Jesus. Nobody want to live for him. Every Christian would raise their hand and say, I would die for Jesus. And I could tell you, every Muslim would say they would die for Allah, so there's there's nothing special about that. We live for Jesus because we're already dead because we've crucified our flesh. Amen? So he says, it's no longer me. It's no longer me. Carl Albert Long has died. Now when you see me, you see Christ. Woo, glory. All our Facebooks would say Christ bearers, image bearers of Christ. And my name doesn't matter. Because I've died to that. It's no longer me who's living. You can see Christ. Are y'all hearing me? When people are around you, when people are hearing you, are they hearing the words of God or hearing your opinion? Because sometimes your mouth is the mouth of deception. Go to Romans chapter 2, verse 24. I'm, I'm in there now. Go to Romans chapter 2, verse 24, and I'm going to give this one to you for free. Okay? Watch this. 
No wonder the scripture says the Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. Is your family turned off by God because of your mouth? Oh, man, that's good preaching. Does your friends and family and children say, I cannot serve a God because the example that they were was terrible? So Paul tells the Jews, God's name has become blaspheme amongst the world because of your example. They don't see no fruit in you. They don't hear the message of Christ in you. They don't see any power in you because you say you will die for Christ, but you're too arrogant and selfish to even die to yourself. How could you die for a Savior, but you won't kill your flesh? So he said it has become blaspheme when people meet you, they're more turned off. It's not about keeping good behavior. It's about keeping the message of Christ on our lips, that he died for everything that I'm judging. Glory be to God. Is that President Biden, President Trump, our senators, all are image bearers of Christ. They just can't see it. So my desire is God open their eyes that they may see that they are made in your image for your glory, that they, don't, they have been placed there for you, not them. We don't point and judge. We cry and we pray and we fast until we see all of God's children come to the wonderful revelation that Jesus Christ died for them, that they may receive the image of Christ. But some of us, we like that our family haven't come to Christ because I get to judge them. I get to say that they're crazy. Lord, I'm so glad I'm not like them. No, Lord, I'm just like them. But I'm crucifying my flesh daily. I'm striving the best I can underneath this thing called grace to please my father. Because my flesh wants to speak louder than his command. Let's go now to Luke chapter 2, verse 49. And I'm going to get out your way. Luke chapter 2, verse 49. While y'all going there, we talked about you, you was made in Christ's image before the foundation of the earth. Then we talked about Satan confused that image by giving us different suggestions. And then we moved on over to say that we were born into sin. Then we were shaping into words that people placed over us. Then we went to John, uh, the, the 12th chapter and the 5th chapter, and we talked about that Jesus only speaks and does what the Father speaks and does, correct? And then we moved to Galilee and said, you should be dying to your flesh every day. That's where we've been. Now we're going to Jesus. It says, but when, why did you need to search? This is Jesus talking to his mom and daddy. Okay? They couldn't find him when he was 12 years old. And he was in the synagogue or his father's house teaching and learning. And his mama said, boy, what you doing? He said, why did you have to come look for me? Did you know or didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? This 12-year-old boy that's growing up in the things of God said, when you are a servant of the Most High, you don't have to look for me. You can always find me in the presence. Glory be to God. Where are people finding you throughout your day? Are you present dwellers? Write that down. 
is that I want to be found in his presence. When you call me, you know what I'm going to be talking about. When you see me, I'm in his presence. When you listen to me, you say, man, that sounds just like Jesus. When, it's funny, when people get worried and there's no strength to me, they call me because they know what they're about to hear. They know exactly what the preacher about to be preaching, right? And so, or what I'm about to be saying. So Luke 2, 49 says, I'm about my father's business. Let's keep going. It says, but they did not understand what he meant. Let's keep going. Then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them, and his mother stored all these things in her heart. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. Let's think of this. Christ increased, the Bible says, in wisdom. Listening to the Father, seeking after the Father. Let's go to Romans chapter 1, 16. We're going to close this up. Ch Romans chapter 1, verses six, uh, verse 16. All right, it says this, for I am not ashamed of the what? The good news. The good news about Christ. It is the power of God, what? At work. It's at work, saving everyone, every single person who believes, the Jew first and then the Gentile. Will people be healed? Yes. Will people get out of wheelchairs and all the stuff the church we want to see? But the power of God is this gospel. That every single person should fall back underneath his image. More than walking in power, more than healing the sick and raising the dead and all the things that we desire as a church, God wants his children bearing his image. We have neglected his image. So it says Christ, right? The good news about Christ, this anointing. It's good news about this anointing. Now, one of my friends, man, is here, and he, uh, she told me not to, not to say nothing about it, but I, I'm, I'm hard-headed, okay? I'm hard-headed. I, I, one of the sermons I preached here a few months back, right, I told y'all about a patient who has cancer. Right, and I sat with him, we talked, and she said that, man, I found that I have everything that I need. I don't know if some of y'all remember that. I told, she told me, man, I'm in this place, I'm not in my home, but I found out I have everything. That, that woman of God is sitting with her husband right now, cancer-free. Glory, glory. But check this out. It, the shout is not the cancer gone. It's that while I was in her, she had Jesus. She had enough strength that when her hair was gone, when her body was hurting, when Satan tried to kill her in that room by herself, and she cried out, she thought to the nurse, but God heard her cry and rescued her. She remained faithful to the gospel. I'm not here to promise you that you're going to get anything else in your life. I'm trying to tell you that the greatest thing that you can receive in your life is free. And many of us are shooing it away because I want Christ and the car. I want Christ and the, and the house. I want Christ and the book. I want Christ and my favorite person to be elected. No, it's Christ and nothing. Yeah. 
All I want is Christ. All I want is him. All I want to do is be a, a great example for him. Me and a husband, man, uh, I ain't going to say his name. He'll probably come tackle me. But a husband, man, me and him don't see eye to eye, right? But we love each other like brothers. Because I didn't go in there trying to make him something he already is. You are a creation of the Most High God. And all I'm supposed to be in his life is an image bearer of what I received freely. I don't think he should. His, one of his best friends passed away, right, when they was young. And I told him, man, that was not the will of God. God's will is Genesis 1 and 2, that we live forever. Did God cause that a will that no, but will God use it? Absolutely. I don't know what hell you're going through right now. God did not will that. God does not desire that. Don't let the devil put a word on you that that's your plan. It was not his plan that we grew up with no father. It was not his plan for the divorce. It was not his plan that some of your friends died. It was not his plan that the sickness came unexpected. It was not his plan that you be fired. His plan was for us to live in perfect harmony with the earth and him forever. But sin entered. And now his plan has received me that I may place you under my very image. Make you heralds of this gospel. That every single individual that you contact will contact a Christ and a Savior. Filled with the power of God, the revelation of heaven, and the unction of the Holy Ghost. That you can speak to their lives. So that when I return, I'll raise my body with me. And will reign forever. If that's not the message that you are attracted to, you are walking by Christ falsely. We want Jesus and nothing else. If I lay my hands on him and they don't get up, he's still good. If I never get it, he's still good. If I never see it, he's still good. If gas prices are $1,000, he's still good. I don't care if a sheep is a president, he's still good. Because my father... Loved me enough to take on my sin and give me an identity at the cross that lets me be an image bearer again. So I don't care if you broke, you're the image of Christ. I don't care if you've been divorced, you're the image of Christ. I don't care if you got sickness in your body, you're the image of Christ. I don't care if you're arguing with your children right now. They won't come see you. You're the image of Christ. I don't care if there's pain in your mind and your body. You're the image of Christ. I don't care if you never get the promotion. You're the image of Christ. I don't care what your ex told you. You're the image of Christ. I don't care what you didn't told yourself. You're the image of Christ. All you have to do is receive what he's given freely today. And if you already received it, received it rather, keep it. In spite of adversity, keep it. When you cry at night, keep it. Because the very most valuable thing I have is his image. I'm not just this country boy that grew up with no daddy. I'm an image bearer. Your parents were not necessary. They were convenient. That's how he decided to get you here. But the praise is he got me here. 
And since he got me here, glory, I feel your Holy Ghost, he's given me a new image. I told Jenny, I said, listen, girl, when I, we talked one day, I said, let me tell you, your name ain't cancer. That ain't your name. Oh, no, that ain't your name. And ain't nothing changed. That's what the doctor put on you. But you're still a great mother. You're still a great wife. You're still beautiful. Don't take on the names that the world put on us. We are image bearers of the Christ. When that becomes your focus, you'll have joy unspeakable. When that becomes your focus, you won't need no more money. When that becomes your focus, you'll pump gas with a smile on your face. When that becomes your focus, you'll look at CNN, Fox News, and pray and say, Lord, let them see the image that you freely gave me. I'm through because I'll preach all day. But I want y'all to get this before we get, uh, get out of here. Check this out. I'm about to be at this altar, man. I come from an old school tradition that we believe on laying on the hands. Right? I laughed when, when I got COVID. I got it laying hands on a COVID patient. But it spared me. Note to self right here. Put this in your phone, and then we out. Third close. I get three closes, so this, that was the last one. Write this. The blessings of God, the blessing of God is not the evidence of his goodness. The blessings of God is not the evidence of his goodness. Him withholding his justice is. What makes God good is not what we call blessings. What makes him good is that he would be just to send everybody in this room to hell but he let you hear this message. That's what makes him good, man. That when I was in my sin, when I was inconsistent, when I was fickle, God was there. He's been right there. He's going to be right there. And he don't need you to be perfect because Christ was. What he needs you to do is be willing to crucify the flesh that got you in this mess and receive a Savior, that was, it was his joy to pull you out of it. Father, I come to you right now, Lord, and I love you and I thank you. It's my privilege to be called a son of God. We hear, Lord, we hurt. Some of us are hurting. Some of us are tired. We're confused. Some of us are lonely. We haven't had a hug in years. Some of us are broken. There was no one that stayed around to try to help me put these broken pieces back after this COVID situation. There's some men in the house, Lord, that they're looking at their finances and they don't know how they're going to do it. There's some women in the house, Lord, that they're searching for identity just to feel comfortable with saying, I'm just a mother. I'm just raising my children and loving my family, but it's a world that's telling them that that's not even enough. It's, we all have something that we're fighting. Some of us look in the mirror and all we see is regret. I hate that this happened. I hate that that happened. But I pray right now by the power of Romans 1.16 that the power is the gospel, that they can see themselves differently today. They are image bearers of Christ. That if they were nothing, well, why would you die for nothing? But we know there's something. 
and Satan, for the last time, you speak to my brothers and sisters because we shall know that since you took time to make me something beautiful, the least I can do is walk in that identity with a smile on my face, receive your glorious image, cast down mine that others may experience what you died for. Let this be our mission, that when people hear us, they hear you. Let this be our mission, that when people need a word, they know, they know who to call. Let this be our mission, that those who you have put in our circle of influence may know come hell or high water, that image bearer will stay committed and consistent with a loving father who does the same. Now, Lord, I pray for the men and women of this house that until we meet again, if it's your will, that you keep them, that you strengthen Pastor Walker and his wife and his family, keep them safe from all hurt, harm, and danger, that they may know that their labor is not in vain. We believe this in faith. We receive it by grace, and it is sealed through the work of Christ, our conquering King, that we give glory to forever. Amen. So listen, church, if you want some prayer, need some prayer, and you're not ashamed to bring your concerns to the altar, I believe they're going to sing for a while, and then the prayer team is going to be here, and I'll be here as well. But today is the last day that you identify with that dead man and woman. Amen. We love you. Can't wait to see you. God bless you.